2: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the
1: Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk... All about AEW Dynamite from last night. The feel, myself being in the crowd in New Jersey at the Prudential Center. We talk about it. Also, we have our first ever segment with Renee Paquette. That's right. We're keeping it real with Renee right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Boy, you have a smile on your face from ear to ear. It's very rare that you open up the show with such a big smile on your face. But boy, do you have one this morning.
3: How could I not be smiling this morning after last night? Did you see how many Violetta and Bully (laughs) fatheads were in the crowd at AEW Dynamite? Me and your wife... Our fatheads had better seats than you did. We were in the front row. We were on TV more times than you. Me smooching your wife made national television.
1: So let me, so let me just recap, bully. And there's a lot to get into today because obviously AEW Dynamite from last night, and then we're gonna have our first edition of Keeping It Real with Renee Paquette later on in the show. Of course, uh, Renee. Doing that show with Natasha, throwing down on Mondays that you can listen to from two p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. <laughs> Who, wait, laughing? who's she doing the show with? It's uh, uh, it's throwing down with uh, yeah. Renee and Natasha. Uh, her name's Misha. Mm. Tate, sorry. No, I got the the Tate part that I got. Yeah, but it's Misha. Hold on, wait. Hold Misha. on. Let me wait. Let me check my notes. Guns is producing today, so he sent me the rundown for today, and it is. You're right. It is throwing down with Misha and Renee. There you go. Okay, continue. Um. So yeah. So just to recap for those who maybe didn't listen to yesterday's show, uh, Thunder Rosa. While well, I'm a, I'm away with my daughter visiting friends. Thunder Rosa shows up my house. She sits in my recliner, drinks from my coffee cup, plays with my dogs, in bed with my wife. A lot going on with Thunder Rosa in my home. And then yesterday morning, and if you missed it, you can go to App Busted Open Radio to see the video evidence. She attacks me while I'm doing the show. It's also available on the SXM. The entire segment is on the SXM app. And then, oh, you know, I recover enough. I got the big bump on my head. I still go out to the Prudential Center because I want to meet the nation and all the New Jersey natives out there because, you know, this is my home state. And what do I see? A Bully Ray Violetta fathead. That, just a nice little exclamation point on the 24 hours that I had to endure. So, yes, Bully, I, think... I saw the fathead with you and Violetta, and I heard because I saw screen caps all last night how it was on TV multiple times during Dynamite.
3: I don't know if it was necessarily uh, an exclamation point, as it was a big double
1: middle fingers to you, <laughs> Dave LaCreca. Well, it's good so, to know uh, I have the support ha, of my ha, tag ha, team partner. Thank you, Bully. Ha, ha, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Try tomorrow with Mark. Um, So uh, how are you feeling today? How is the back of your head? Because Thunder Rosa blasted you with her championship belt. I mean,
1: blasted you. Um, I have a a welt on my head. I'm, I'm being completely serious. A welt on my head. When I got hit by that championship title belt, Bully, and I'm you know know, the old cartoons where you know uh, whether it be Wile E. Coyote or Elmer Fudd would step on the rake and the rake would hit him in the head and the stars would be around. That that was me yesterday during this show. Like I saw stars when she hit me with that championship title belt. And also too, the worst part about it, it wasn't the slaps to the face, though they hurt. It wasn't the 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 chop to the chest, though it stung. It was the tape that she put around my legs when she tied me up because I had to take that off. And like, you know, Bully being the the Swiss Italian man that I am, I have very, very hairy legs. So let's say they're a little less hairy today after having to take off that tape on my legs yesterday. I would have thanked her. She gave you a free jump? waxing. She gave you
3: a free ah. waxing. If
1: I was you, I would have
3: stood up, dropped my drawers, threw my butt in the air, and said, "Hey, honey, get me, get get me underneath the old carriage over here."
1: Stuffed her dirty sock in my mouth. I think you like the sock part. No, I think I mean, you like it when she took her sock uh, off
3: and she stuck it in your mouth because you're uh, weird like uh, that.
1: I'm not. I'm I'm weird, but I'm not weird like that. But. Uh, But thank you, Bully. I am feeling a little bit better. And even though I was in a daze last night, it was good being out amongst the AEW faithful in New Jersey at a jam-packed Prudential Center.
3: So you were there last night. Um mother marissa was there last night i know gabby was there last night and gabby is not here this morning
1: no go once
3: again. figure another aew show is in town and gabby is not at work the next
1: day so who do you think it was last night I don't know. I I left after after Dynamite last night, Bully, because I wanted to make sure I got home. I live a, a, you know, a, a little bit of a distance away from the Prudential Center. I wanted to make sure I got a good night's sleep so I could be on the air with you. So I got to be honest. I am not Gabby's keeper. So what Gabby did last night, that's between Paul and it remains between them all because I have no idea what happened after Dynamite went off the air last night. Who's Paul? Who's Paul? Oh, that was
3: a pulp fiction reference. Yes,
1: thank you very much. Like
3: my pulp fiction re- reference from yesterday when you look like the gimp on your <laughs> knees next to Thunderosa.
1: It was uh it was a very surreal, scary experience being next to Thunder Rosa. I didn't get to hear the segment, obviously, because I was taped up and gagged, but I hope you were concerned about me. Oh, oh, my God. Uh, my
3: my little heart was going pitter-patter o- over my concern for you. I was so worried. Couldn't you hear the worry in my voice? Couldn't you see the worry in my eyes?
1: I didn't get a lot of sympathy. There were a couple people that at the Prudential Center that were giving me shit. I actually got into it with one guy who was like, you know, you're Thunder Rose's bitch. And I said, hey, pal, do me a favor and turn around. And he turned around and... A few rows back, somebody had a LaGreca fat head. And then I said, yeah, where's your fat head? Where's your fat head, pal? All right. So uh,
3: listen, we know what went on yesterday. If you missed it, check out the uh, busted open Twitter. The video is up. I'm still hoping that they put video up of the atomic wedgie that she gave to you because so many people have chimed in and said that they want to see that. I'm sure they'll continue to chime in. That's yes, right. and again see- the
1: video the videos at busted open radio and of course the SXM app.
3: So we got uh we know what happened yesterday and I and I'm sure people will continue to call in today to rag on you about it, but we do have dynamite to cover. You were there last night. Gabby's missing. Go figure, like I said, overall view, 30,000 feet. What was the vibe like in the Prudential Center, the rock
1: last night? Uh well by the way bully um we already have a full bank of phone calls already that I know Ariel will be will be uh screening which yeah already has so everybody's excited to talk about last night and and of course uh spillover of the Thunder Rosa experience but you know keep fighting your way uh through those phone lines you know
0: want to make sure you get
1: if if you can fight you can call so keep fighting your way Wait a um minute. Wait a minute. Ed's what? not here also. Ed's not here, and neither is Gabby. We have Guns and Ariel nope. here today. Wait a minute. No Ed
3: and no Gabby? Do you nope. think that maybe Ed
1: and Gabby? No. <laughs> no, I don't, Bully. No. no, I don't. No, no I don't. <laughs> um, but, yes, I was at Dynamite last night, as I said. Um I don't I don't mean to keep repeating something that you've been saying almost since day one of AEW Dynamite. And that's the vibe, uh, the experience. Um, And I'm sure your view of Dynamite last night, Bully, was completely different than my vibe. Um, Being at that show and then experiencing with my brother, like I said, that hasn't been at a wrestling show since 1984. uh, He had a blast and my brother's not a wrestling fan and he had the best time last night. He was on his feet, he was singing along, chanting along. Uh to see him, you know, in his watching uh pro wrestling through his eyes last night was just exciting for me. Um but to go back to something that you always say, it was like a rock concert. You know, going going to the Prudential Center, there's a beer garden right next to the Prudential Center that was packed with wrestling fans. You know, everybody drinking, everybody tailgating, everybody partying, everybody chanting, everybody screaming. Um, and then that carried into the arena. Bully, honest to goodness, maybe a slight period of time, but... I would say for 95% of that show last night, everybody was on their feet. And that's like a rock concert, right, Bully? When you go to a rock concert, unless it's like, you know, a song that not a lot of people know or a ballad, people start to sit down. But when you're at a rock concert, for most of that time, you're on your feet the entire time. Bully, that New Jersey crowd last night was on their feet the entire time. And that's the difference. That's the difference of what's going on in our environment, in our community. Bully, you, you said, and I don't, and this will be the last time that I do the, this analogy, but you always mention with the WWE, it's like you're at a performance and you're watching this performance. When you go to a Raw or go to a SmackDown, this is a performance and you're the audience at a performance. So there's going to be times you're on your feet and there's going to be times when you're sitting down, most of the time sitting down. At an AEW show right now, you are part of the event. It's not a performance. It's an event, and you are part of that event. They make sure that you're a part of this event, whether it's singing along to Jericho's. Jericho's, You're a fat-faced dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, or, Or even like Wild Thing when Moxley comes out or Jurassic Park. Or when MJF is cutting a promo and he's directing it towards you. Or Lambert cutting a promo and directing it to, towards you. Not to the camera, not to the people in the back, but the audience that's in attendance. How about punk stage diving last night? Yeah, you go.
3: How's that for interactive?
1: So, yeah, I get it. So that's what the vibe was uh, at Dynamite last night. And, this, and again, this isn't a pay-per-view. This, isn't a, this is an episode of AEW's Dynamite on a Wednesday.
3: Back in the day when people would ask us in ECW, what's the most important aspect of ECW? Or you know, wh- what can this company not live without? And we'd always tell them the fan base. It's the fan base that made ECW so unique. Same thing with AEW. Same feel, same vibe, same everything. Imagine you took the fan base out of AEW. Now, yes, during COVID, we saw that. But imagine the fans were not as into the show. Imagine AEW fans were were like Raw fans last night. It would not be the same feel. No. So... It it really is the biggest compliment you can pay to an AEW fan by telling them that they are as important to that product, to that company, as the wrestlers are, as ownership is.
1: Yeah, and and it's just like, Bully, when you buy a ticket to a concert. Usually you buy a ticket to a concert like a few months out, and you circle that date on your calendar, and you can't wait to go to that concert. You're ready to party. So when you get to that concert... you're ready. You've been waiting for this for, for months. It's the same thing with that AEW vibe, especially last night, because those people who had those tickets in Newark had that before the pandemic. Don't forget that that was supposed to be blood and guts in March of 2020. So most of those fans that were there in attendance last night have been holding on to that ticket for a year and a half. And now they were, they were ready to have a good time last night. And to go back again to the comparison with the WWE, bully, I did not see one person in that audience over the age of 16, 17 years old. Not one. I
3: when the camera was panning last night, I think I saw two kids. That, that, that is an 18 to 49 demographic when it comes to watching the show on television, and it is an 18 to 49 demographic when it comes to ticket sales. Without a doubt, that is an adult product. And with the amount of cursing they do, it has to be an adult product. Yes. I mean, and my oh, guy, uh, short of dropping f-bombs on live television they're saying anything and everything in between and then you throw in mjf in his innuendo i, I don't even know if it's innuendo anymore you know I, I, that is that is definitely a
1: i don't even know if it's pg-13 no this is as close to the attitude era that we could possibly get in 2021 and you know, being with my brother who's not a wrestling fan, never seen one episode of AEW Dynamite, he turns to me at one point. And he says, I thought this was on TNT. I thought this was on TV. I said, It is. He goes, What what you what? You can say this on TV? And like, even to the chance he like, you know, being somebody in the media, he's like, How is this gonna come across on TV? And I I myself, I can't wait to go back and watch it because There's some of the chance from the audience last night, Bully, you know, but (laughs) are, you know what I mean? Coming from that, you know, that Prudential Center crowd last night. So, yeah, this is this is an Attitude Era-esque product we're seeing from AEW Dynamite hi everyone this is heisman trophy winner and nfl quarterback doug flutie i'm excited to tell you that my podcast the flutie flakes cast is back for the entire football season i may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues but i'm still just a big kid and i absolutely love this game every week we'll talk
2: about the topics i care about and bring on super fun guests so please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the sxm app include it with most
0: subscriptions
1: Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details warmer sunnier days are calling fuel up for them with factors no prep no mess meals meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart protein plus and keto factors fresh never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes so no matter how busy you are you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious great tasting meals with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week you'll always have new flavors to explore crush your wellness goals this may with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp and blackened salmon Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Renee Paquette joins us here on the show. She's going to be doing this regularly. For 30 minutes, she's going to take over, Bully. In essence, 30 minutes of the number one sports show on Sirius XM, The number one pro wrestling podcast right now. It's amazing to me. Now she jumps in on it when it's number one. You know what I mean? (laughs) There's some people that, you know, that love to jump on the bandwagon when you're number one.
2: I just want to ride the coattails for a little bit (laughs) until I can throw you completely under the bus. And me and Misha... Her name is Misha Tate. We will be taking over Fight Nation here on Sirius XM. So I appreciate the time on the show, but I am coming in hot, baby. All
1: right. Uh, Well, you know, you can hear Renee and Misha throwing it down every single Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. At some point, Misha's going to have to join the show, Bully, right? Because she's got to kiss the ring. You know, you, know, you got to kiss the <laughs> ring to the godfather of Fight Nation at some point. But no, seriously, I listened to the debut episode. It was awesome. You and, you and Misha definitely have good chemistry together. So everybody should listen to that every single Monday right here Thanks. on SiriusXM Fight Nation.
2: I feel pretty good about it. I mean, the first episode in, I honestly felt like I was just walking into it completely blind. I was like, I don't know what to expect. We're filling three hours. That's not something I've done in quite some time, but I have done it before uh, on Monday Night Raw, you know, kind of figuring out that three hour format, but working with Misha is the best. She's fantastic. Um, She brings a lot to the table. Obviously, I mean, shit, it's Misha Tate. She's such a badass. But bringing her into the wrestling world, that's something I'm very excited for. There's something really cool about having sort of uh, this clean slate to see what somebody thinks of pro wrestling that doesn't really know about our world. Um, so I'm excited to get more of her feedback as the time goes on, as she sinks her teeth into it. I told her to make sure to check out Dynamite uh, last night. And then, of course, for the show coming up at Arthrash Stadium, I was like, you have to see Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega, assuming that that's where that match is gonna go down, if that's what's happening. It's a good place to start.
1: No, and, and she know I mean, and and she knows the world of MMA up and down. Obviously, she's amazing in the octagon. Uh you know, you got a pretty good analyzation from pro wrestling. I think she said all right and okay when you talked about pro wrestling, but you also had <laughs> Ricky Starks on the debut episode. And I, I thought it was kind of cool where you're like, you know. This is, you know, Ricky is kind of selling her on yeah. pro wrestling. So I thought that was kind of fun.
2: I thought he was a a good spokesperson for AEW. I actually happened to just run into him I was backstage. I was in Chicago and in Cincinnati last week on the road with John. Um and I ran into Ricky Starks. He's like, "Oh, you're doing a new show. I want to come on." And I was like, great. You're booked brother. Let's go. Uh, so yeah, we got him on the show right away. It was great. And then we of course had Anderson Silva on the show. I mean, how cool to have Anderson Silva pop on the show. One of the absolute in the MMA world ever, uh, and fresh off of his win over Tito Ortiz with Triller. So yeah, it was, it was a great way to kick off the show. I feel, I feel strong about it.
3: You see Dave, what did, what have I been telling you for a long time now? I said you're no longer in the radio business You're in the wrestling business. And Renee's been on the show now for like two and a half minutes. She's already shown her hand, stooged herself off. She's going to slow play it. She's going to be nice. She's going to smile a lot. And then she's going to try to take your job. Typical pro wrestler, setting the (laughs) table with the forks to the left and the knives in the back. And before you know it, it'll be the Renee and Bully show with our co-star, Misha Tate. And you will be selling pencils on a street corner for 10 cents.
1: Well, since I created and founded this show, Bully, that is never, ever going to happen. And you know what? I have no beef with Renee. So Renee,
2: like it hey, is. When do keeping- I get my arch though? Because you've got all this ah! merch. When do I get that?
3: See, you see,
2: like I saw it not. I mean, obviously you're wearing what your a shirt worker. right now. Um, I saw Marissa Rivas. She had, she had on some busted open LaGreca gear. Yes. Uh, I need a LaGreca sucks eggs shirt. I'll talk to Thunder Rosa about that. Um, but Yeah, how do I get into that? I'll tell
1: you how, Renee. I I, did you you did you watch Dynamite last night? Of course I did. (laughs) Okay, did you see all the La Greca fat heads in the audience last night? I didn't. Oh well, maybe you should watch again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe you should watch again. I did I
2: saw it through on the okay. MJF sign. I'll give you that.
1: There, there there was one there. There was also some separate legreca fatheads. I'm so over that my wife has a fat head that was in the audience <laughs> in New Jersey last night. So, Renee, when you get to that status, when people are bringing fat heads of you to the audience at AEW shows, then maybe, just maybe, we'll have some swag for you. Maybe we can have a keeping it real. T sure. keeping it real with Renee T-shirt. Oh, we could do that, bully. Now,
3: let's let's now, talk
2: to who we need to talk to.
3: It's probably going to be done by tomorrow now, because you know how the busted open nation is. Scott from Long <laughs> Island probably heard what you just said, Dave. Yes, and he's yes. probably working on a Renee fathead as Hell we speak. Yeah. And next week on Dynamite, there'll probably be a dozen Renee fatheads, and thus she will be one step closer to taking your chair and taking over the show. Great job, Lecra. You have a way with women.
1: But here's the thing, Renee. You've only been on the air on this show for six minutes. Already in six minutes, you're putting over your other show, okay? (laughs) And then you're asking for birth. You haven't even been on the air with us for six minutes yet.
2: I just She's feel like worker. you just, you got to put in the asks. And then if you get denied, you get denied, but I, you know, there's no harm in asking. He's got to throw it out. Aim big and dream big. That's my message to everybody here on Fight nation.
1: Well, we are a happy family. You know, you have the people who sit at the adult table like we do. And then you have Misha who stood still at the kids table, but maybe <laughs> one day she'll graduate on Thanksgiving to the adult table. But Renee, like, What's on your mind? Like, I mean, you know, this is keeping it real with Renee yes. and listen on. I listen, You're this being is what the
2: pro and trying to into my segment that I'm here to do instead of just talking shit.
1: Yes, but I want you to do, but honestly, I want this segment to be with what's ever on your mind. It, it could be something in the world of wrestling. It could be a movie you watch. It could be something that bully said on the show. It could be like this Thunder Rosa fiasco with me yesterday. Like anything that's on your mind. I, I want you to feel free to talk to us in the nation.
2: I love that. Thank you so much. I appreciate having the floor. I would love to circle back to the Thunder Rosa stuff. I would like to get into that uh, a little bit later, maybe on another date. Who knows? Um, Obviously, we we can run through so much stuff with AEW. We're fresh off of that from Wednesday. But I want to take things back to Monday with Big E cashing in his money in the bank contract. Uh, I know that you guys must have already talked about this. Duh. uh, But I've not gotten a chance to really talk about this. And it just makes me so happy. Um, you know, I tweeted out, it's so cool to just see this outpouring of love for somebody like Big E. Uh, it just, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about the dude. And it's been, I guess you could call it like a slow burn for Big E. You get that huge payoff, him cashing in that money in the bank contract, becoming WWE champion. But what I love about it, is the organic way that Biggie's career is kind of gone. When you get the fans behind you, now you know the companies behind him. It's time to just kind of, as they say, strap that rocket onto him and shoot him off. I mean, that trajectory is just going to keep going. And, you know, if we are talking, if we want to get into ratings and blah, 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 I think Biggie could be that guy to really help to push uh, WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday night SmackDown, wherever he decides that he wants to show up. Uh, but it's that organic side of things that I think WWE fans have been craving and they want that payoff, and they finally got it in Biggie. And I couldn't be happier for that dude.
3: Renee, based on what you know, your knowledge of the business, obviously you you spending the amount of time you did in WWE, your knowledge of how they do things, do you think this was a plan that finally came together or do you think it was a knee-jerk reaction or a hot shot creative decision based on Monday Night Football or the momentum that AEW has?
2: Well, yeah, I think that you could definitely look back and analyze it in that light, uh, especially given the tweet heads up that I'm going to be cashing in tonight. We've never seen somebody kind of make that announcement and uh, telegraph exactly when they were going to be cashing in like that. So to get eyes over there and to have it be that feel good moment. I know that that was obviously going to be something to draw a lot of people in, whether it's people that casually have been watching or whatever you hear someone's going to cash in money in the bank. People want to be a part of that moment. So yeah, I do think that there was definitely more of a business side behind making that moment, especially, you know, doing it on Monday Night Raw and who knows where Big E is going to continue to kind of show up. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that that was a bit of a, I don't, don't want to say like a knee jerk reaction, but um, you know, as you see AEW nipping at the heels of WWE, they've got to start making some bigger moves and they've got to start making fans happy. So you give them Biggie, that's going to make people happy.
1: And it definitely did Monday night in in that crowd. And when you look at the WWE in the last few years, probably even more than the last few years, they really haven't had a face of the franchise, so to speak. You know, it, it's yeah. more about the brand than any one superstar. Do you think Biggie could be that superstar? Do you think he could be the face of the franchise?
2: I do think that he could, I think give you know, if he is given the creative liberties that he deserves and that he needs to, to be able to continue being the biggie that everybody knows and loves. Absolutely. I think that that, I think that he could for sure be that guy. Um, but, you know, I think like anybody else, you kind of worry of like, what is going to happen? Are they going to drop the ball on this? Is You know, what? where's it going to go? Uh, so I, I do think that he has all of the tools. I mean, if you look at him from like an athletic standpoint, you look at him from an entertainment standpoint, um, just him as a human being, the things that he stands for, the things that he talks about, I do think that he could really be that guy to put the company on the back of.
3: You talked about how loved Big E is across the board whether it's fans but even more so the boys you spent a lot of time around him i believe you're extremely friendly with him if not friends with him what makes this guy so likable uh in a business that's kind of difficult to be liked by everybody across the board
2: It sort of seems like the business hasn't gotten to him. You know how over time everyone gets a little bitter. There's a chip on their shoulder. You start to wear that on your sleeve. And I've never really seen that from Biggie. He always seems like he wants to put in the work. He is happy to be there, um and not in like a way that's just like, just happy-go-lucky, happy to be here. It's like, no, the dude's a really smart guy. Uh, I mean, you look at what he's been able to do with all of the guys from New Day, from Kofi Mania to everything that Xavier Woods has been able to do from inside the ring to more specifically outside the ring. Uh, I think all of those guys have so many different things kind of going on. Uh, Yeah, I just kind of keep coming back to like that organic, nature of things. I mean, Biggie, when he first started as Biggie Langston coming out and doing the, like the hand clap and the smoke goes up and, uh, you know, coming out, winning the intercontinental championship right off the bat to to sort of seeing that start stop push with him wondering where that's going to go and when we're going to get that payoff i think now for it being that time and i don't know if there's more thought put in that you know from the powers that be in wwe to have that slow burn that you're like damn this guy's been at it for a decade let's get that payoff that when you finally do you feel like you've been there with him for that journey i mean biggie was not an indie wrestler he didn't have that fan base coming in so his fan base is from wwe um, so I think for all the people that have been a part of that journey with him, I just think there's something really special that makes people feel a little bit of ownership almost over the things that, that Big E has been able to do. You know, does that make sense? Uh,
3: it does. And I and I and the thing that really resonated with you, me about what you just said is happy to be there because Big E has been there for a long time. And as you know, it can be very sh- frustrating being yeah. there that long and never climbing the ladder as high as you feel you can. So keeping that smile on your face and staying ultra positive uh, in the fans' eyes and in the boys' eyes is is difficult. And that happy to be there attitude is why I believe that he is so you know beloved amongst the boys.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's whether he truly feels that way or not. I think that's the interesting thing. We don't know. He doesn't show all of his cards. Uh, he's not one of those guys that wants to mope around and catering or be like, my- can you guys hear my child crying? You what, what, your what, baby is <laughs> what is
3: that sound? What is that sound? What is that? Is that a child? And my baby
2: is squawking. Yes. We're keeping it real, guys. I do have my baby here with me. I'm mothering. We're talking Biggie. We're talking Money in the Bank cash-ins. We've got AEW. We're doing it all here on Busted Open.
1: Well, I mean, Nora is very... How old is uh, is your daughter Nora right now?
2: She's three months.
1: Three months. So <laughs>
3: do, you have, do you have one of those things that... What are those things called that you, you put in the baby's mouth?
2: A pacifier. I do have one, but it's fallen on the ground and now it's out of... Arm's reach.
1: And now it's dirty. So now you have to throw <laughs> it, you know, dirty. boiling water. And it's a process. Oh, bowl. my it's-
2: God. <laughs> the sterilization. When do we get past that stage? Good God. How consuming. Is it even but, that big of a deal? Let's have some germs. We should all have some germs in our lives. Well, I mean, not like COVID germs, but. No, but germs. Or, or, or
1: like, or Tommy Dreamer germs. <laughs> yeah. but, but I. but yeah. I. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Tommy Dreamer wore the same shirt five days in a row this past week. But no, but it, but Bully, you don't understand. That's there's a process that when when you have a young child, everything's a pro nothing is easy and simple.
2: Uh uh-uh. uh. No, nothing That's easy. why we ain't
1: having babies.
3: We enjoy the Should process. Get but a- we don't want the end, <laughs> a- end process.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, that's a um, fun and, part, right?
1: Yeah, yep. Yep.
2: <laughs> it is fun
1: it is fun uh, <laughs> um you know especially with my wife's pierogi but Re- but renee um you is know that like
2: was that a double entendre
1: what my wife's pierogi oh you don't know about
3: violetta's pierogi it's tasty no oh renee, oh, renee you gotta try it oh Tell when me about, it I your, love a you,
2: pierogi. When
3: you put it, oh, you're going to love hers. When you put it, oh. when it touches your lips for the first time, it just melts.
1: It's so tasty.
2: Good to know. Okay, great. I love a pierogi.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's, it's you know, listen, when I got married to my wife, I thought I was the only one that was going to taste her pierogi, but you find out in time that you're not the only one that Pierogi's tasted her Pierogi's making the rounds.
2: It,
1: yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And we like a succulent there.
2: pierogi around here. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Butter it's... it up, baby. <laughs> well, <you're>, we're, keep, <laughs> we're keeping it real with Renee.
2: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
1: Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius
2: XM Podcasts.